Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Uh, Coach Petrino, I know it's difficult to, to, to talk about this so soon, but um, I just want to get you on because you know how many people listen to our station, listen to this show, and uh, obviously you, you got to be around Ryan as a coach more than anybody and just wanted to touch base with you and just let us hear your thoughts and emotions when you heard the news yesterday and just reminisce a little bit about Ryan and his life and career. Well, it's heartbreaking to hear the news. And, you know, when you first read it, you didn't believe it. Uh, and then I got a call from Travis Swanson and uh, certainly something that was shocking to everybody, uh, something that uh, happened way, way too soon. We're going to miss Ryan. Ryan had that great ability to make everybody, everyone around him smile and happy and uh, just a young man that, that enjoyed life, enjoyed competing, and, you know, was a great, great quarterback for us. You had to convince, if I'm not mistaken, we had used to nut on uh, earlier today. When you got the job at Arkansas, you had to, you know, obviously you were new, and, and Ron, I think, had decided to go from Michigan back to Arkansas. But you had to convince him to, hey, just because I'm coming in, I don't want you to, I don't want you to leave. Uh, and that uh, one of the things Tyler Wilson said today that he felt like Ryan Mallett was the prototype Bobby Petrino quarterback. So, did you feel that way? And 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 what did you say to him to convince him to stay and, and play under you? Well, we were actually recruiting him. He had not left Michigan yet, so uh, we had to convince mom and dad, you know, that this was going to be a great place for him and that he would definitely get the opportunity. Um, in those days, you know, he had to sit out a year. Yep, uh, yep. And that was definitely um, hard on him. But the year that he sat out, we were, we were not a very good football team. That was my first year there. Um, so we struggled. We had players on our team that played extremely hard. A lot of young, true freshmen playing for us, mostly all the wide receivers. And uh, Ryan kind of changed our uh, – he gave us all a lot of hope. You know, we put in a, a deal when he, when he was there redshirting that we practiced on Sunday night with the guys that didn't play in the game a lot. And one reason was to get better, get those guys experience, run the offense, give Ryan the reps. But the other part of it that nobody really understands is it gave our coaches a lot of um, foresight into what we could do and what was coming in the in the years to come. And you know, his ability on those Sunday night practices gave us all energy and excitement uh, to you know help uh, help us prepare for that week. So you do obviously you've been in the coaching game for forty years, uh, coach, and um, you had made mention I think on your uh, your tweet last night about Ryan that uh, one of the toughest competitors uh, you've ever coached, and you've you've been in the game for forty years coaching. You know, talk about Ryan and what made him a little different, maybe some, than some of the other quarterbacks, and and why you think he was so successful with uh, his time with you. Well, first Ryan made my job easy because he loved <laughs> to study football. You know, he just loved the game, and he was extremely intelligent, understood it. Uh, he allowed you to call the game freely, uh, be real aggressive, and I always knew that if it was a bad play, he would get us out of it and get us into a good play. And Just his ability to, to know that, his knowledge of defenses and what was coming, um, you know, let you call the game freely. And uh, But he was a tremendous competitor, and, you know, early in his career, sometimes I got him in trouble because he was so competitive and he would get upset when things didn't go exactly the way he wanted them. 
Um, but that's where the maturity came in, and, and he, he learned to be able to stay calm and play one play at a time and put great plays behind them and put bad plays behind them and focus on, you know, leading the team. Um, he, was, he had great courage, you know. Uh, that's one of the things we lack in our society right now is the courage to, to lead, the courage to, uh, for young men to be able to tell other young men, this is how we're going to do it and this is the right way to do it. Um, but Ryan was very, very courageous and helped everybody really get on the same page and um, helped all our players understand that we are tough. I think that was the, the big difference that, that uh, he made in our team was made everybody around them tough. And that, that became our, our trademark on how we won games is that we, we always felt like we were the tougher team on the field. We're visiting with Coach Bobby Petrino. Coach, one of the things Tyler Wilson shared with us earlier, I thought was really interesting, uh, that he said that you know uh, that you you know you and uh, and Ryan had a really tight relationship. Tyler said, "Hey, I didn't spend as much time with Coach Petrino, maybe in his office, but man, you could walk by uh, your office and, and Ryan was in there a bunch. And you know, everybody said everybody's a little bit different. How would you you know how is that true? And how would you sort of talk and discuss that relationship you had with him?" Was Ryan always knocking on your door, just wanting to learn more, just wanting to get to know you better? Because, like, for example, you wouldn't find me knocking on the door going into Lou Holtz's office. You know, yeah. some people want to stay away from the head coach, but it sounded like Ryan wanted to spend more time with you. Well, he wanted to spend time on, on the game and on understanding um, to get us both on the, on the same page and, and to really know, you know, what it was uh, we needed to execute in the game. and. Um, you know, like I said, he was a, a joyful young man, had a lot of courage. He didn't, he didn't, it didn't bother him one bit to walk in my office and sit down in my chair. And sometimes it was about <laughs> football, and sometimes it was just about everything else in life. So that, that's what made it so fun. Wow. Uh, two things, and we'll let you go. One, I want to talk about uh, him becoming a, a high school coach. Uh, the other, let's go back to the Razorback days. We've been playing some clips, most notably, really some some of the great games in Razorback history. One was the game against LSU in Little Rock where you decided to throw the ball uh, at the end of the first half on your own 20. I just was curious, what was the kind of reaction when you told Ron, hey, let's take a shot here, or the fourth and three call to Joe Adam, just the, the exchange you had between coach and quarterback for those plays? Well, it probably started off by Ryan saying, let's go for it, coach, let's take a shot. <laughs> That's probably how it started off. And, yeah. and uh, you know, then I probably thought about it for half a second and said, yeah, let's do it, man. Let's go for it. So that, that's just the trust issue that, that you believe in um, someone so much that you know he's going to go out and, and make the play or take care of the ball so we can move on. But, you know, he, he always had that aggressive nature to him, and uh, it, it was contagious. The players, the players on the team, both offensively, defensively, special teams, you know, felt like we were going to be aggressive in, in everything we do. And, and it just came from, you know, his personality and his toughness and, and the great leadership that he had. One, one story I think you told at the touchdown club, and you probably told before on the fourth and three call to, to Adams, that you guys had noticed something with Ty, uh, Matthews, the honey badger, the, the previous year. But I guess he would obviously sneak up a little bit too close to the line of scrimmage, maybe would bite on the run. And you guys had planned that play during the preseason uh, and pulled the trigger there in the fourth quarter. Is, is, is that accurate? Well, we actually started practicing the spring ball before the season. Gotcha. Um, when we played him the year before down in, in at LSU, on third down, sometimes they would 
go all out blitz and then just sit their safeties at the sticks so they wouldn't back up at all. It's called catch technique where they would just try to catch you and maybe hold you for a little while until the rush got you there. Um, so we went with the max protection and we called the play uh, solid tap where Joe would come off and tap his feet at six yards depth and if the safety bites, he'd run by him. And if he backed up, then he would snap it and run an in-cut. Um, we didn't think it was going to be Honey, honey Badger. And, and that, that year, Honey Badger was their blitzer. So he yeah. normally was the guy coming off the edge. But for some reason on that play, and I think it was the only one the whole day where he was in man coverage. And Joe did a great job. And Ryan pulled the string and made a tremendous throw. When he first threw it, I thought he overthrew it. I was like, oh, I had a nice throw, Ryan. That's a great job. You know, so I, I said that a lot of times on the on the sideline. That's nice job, Ryan. Great job. So uh, Right, right. You know, yeah, he, did, he, did, he didn't miss too many, did he? No, and it's been like, you know, since, since this happened yesterday, all the video that everybody's been putting on, on um, you know, you don't even understand how many huge plays he made. You know, that was the first one that came to my mind. But there were three yeah. others in the game were just as important yep. and just as big. Yeah. Uh, last thing before we let you go, Coach. Uh, Ryan had become a head coach at Whitehall a High School here in uh, Central Arkansas and um, just completed his first year. And I just wanted to see if you had had any discussion with him, if he'd, he'd gone to you to ask you any advice. or and even if not, uh, you know, it had to make you proud to see one of your guys that once he was finished with his pro career that he wanted to give back and he loved the game enough that he wanted to coach high school football. Yeah, you know, I, I ran into him down in uh, Hot Springs when I spoke at the clinic down there and got to visit with him for a long time there. Uh, and then he called me and was going to come up to uh, Missouri State and, and watch his practice one day. And I guess uh, hours before he was headed up that way, he got a call and ended up going to, to play in the football league up in St. Louis. So he didn't quite make it there. But then when I heard he got the head job, um, I really feel bad for for his players there. They're they're going to miss him. His his contagious personality and his contagious energy, um, you know, is something that not everybody in this world has. And he was able to be such a great leader and such an influence that I know he was doing a great job there and was getting those guys to uh, you know play with with a lot of energy and a lot of pride. So I feel bad for for those players for sure. Well, Coach, thanks so much. We appreciate you taking the time. Never never easy, something you never want to see happen. At 35 years old, just w- way too young. But we appreciate your reflections on Ryan and um, and, the, and the, obviously the, the great career he had at Arkansas. Razorback fans will never forget that. And uh, we appreciate you sharing your thoughts today with us. Well, thanks, guys. Appreciate you all doing this show. Thank you.